This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Pat Volk, financial advisor of Abish Financial Services. And I'm Heather Branch here with Pat to talk about his ideas and insight on ways that you can better prepare for your financial future. RetirementKeyRadio.com is where you can go to begin your own conversation with Pat and the entire team at Abish Financial Services. Again, that's RetirementKeyRadio.com. And Pat, on past episodes, we have talked about your affinity for the cinema and for movies of all kinds and all ages. You are a movie aficionado, if I do say so myself, sir. I wouldn't say that myself. I do. You. you have you've got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> I'll take the compliment. Sure. All right. So, but when it comes to TV, because, you know, a lot of people, I always say there's comfort food, but there's also comfort TV and our favorite shows of the past. So do you have the same kind of love for old TV shows or even current TV shows? Uh, not so much current TV shows. I don't think there really are any current TV there, shows. There are everything not a streams. ton of... Everything streams. There's really... Network TV, I was talking to my husband about it not too long ago. I was like, what happened to network TV? It's just all gone the way of, of the streaming, like you were just pointing out. No, but I honestly, I did love... Um, obviously, I'm a child of the uh, 70s mm-hmm. and the 80s, mm-hmm. so I grew up with a lot of the sitcoms. Happy Days. I yep. remember that. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers was phenomenal mm-hmm. and Frasier uh friends seinfeld all of them okay. are fantastic well, i watch them still on repeats that's what i'm saying that's what I was, there's this thing as comfort food for me friends is my comfort tv i always like when you know when you're not feeling good or when you're having a bad day or something you want to go and it's like you want to see your old friends and so you, exactly, you turn it's your like an old TV blanket that's it. you just uh-huh. wrap yourself up uh it's interesting the thinking about seinfeld is how it continues. I think that the genius of Seinfeld of its time was that it was so relevant and it continues to be so relevant. A show about nothing are the nothings and the nuances of daily life that we still, even in 2023, deal with because there's this scene from an episode from 1991 of Seinfeld that is still getting a lot of views online today. It takes place at a car rental counter and here is that encounter. Oh, I'm sorry. We have no midsize available at the moment. I don't understand. I made a reservation. Do you have my reservation? Yes, we do. Unfortunately, we ran out of cars. But the reservation keeps the car here. That's why you have the reservation. I know why we have reservations. I don't think you do. (laughs) If you did, I'd have a car. (laughs) See, you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. And the thing about reservations, we've all had those moments where we got to where we were going and anticipated that thing to be there. The thing that frustrates me in those moments is sometimes you have such a difficult time making the reservation in the first place. And then you get to final destination is land disappointment. But the whole idea of assumption about what we are going to arrive to, it's not, I mean, a car rental scenario will mess up a weekend or a vacation. Now, assumptions about our financial situations can mess up the rest of our lives, Pat. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, the whole idea of assumptions, because sometimes we assume that we're going to arrive to retirement. We've saved for four decades to our 401k. We're going to have enough money for the years ahead just Mm -hmm. because we have this quote unquote, what we think is a plan in place. But two ways to look at this, I guess, what are the dangers of assuming 
And two, how do you help folks to ensure that their plan is properly executed, even through unforeseen circumstances? I mean, there's that's a huge conversation right now with all the unforeseen circumstances we've seen since 2020. Well, and I think it all comes down to there is what I call the normalcy bias. If you're making decent money, you're paying the bills, things are going along. People just anticipate that this is the way that it's going to stay. That's always been a problem. That's just a human problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we all have that psychologically. But from a retirement perspective, I think you need to ask yourself, what constitutes a plan? Are you just looking at amassing a certain amount of money? Or are you actually looking at all of the resources that are going to be able to help pay your your bills? Do you have a pension estimate? Do you have a Social Security estimate? What are your thoughts on perhaps Social Security not being fully funded? Do you have a plan for that? Mm -hmm. Uh, What if, God forbid, somebody were to pass away? Do you have a plan for that? And I would say even sometimes more frightening, and you think of something more frightening than death, is maybe a permanent disability. Well, I was actually just having this conversation with another colleague you and I mutually know about how this sounds really harsh to say, but sometimes death is not the worst case scenario. Correct, because oftentimes people will have life insurance, they'll be able to leave lump sums. And let's be very frank, it's not, I don't want to make light of it, but it's a one-time event mm-hmm. to sound harsh, yeah. but it's done and it's over and that's it. Whereas a disability, that is an income drag. Yep. You now have limited resources. So you're going to end up having an income drag if somebody's disabled, right. but I would still want to go back. You know, are there things that we can't plan for? I always, you know, lightly say, I don't plan for tanks in the street. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest, in this political environment, I feel like that is becoming a topic. Like people right? are fearful of like the institutions, like what's going on. It's, it, I feel like the unexpected has become the expected. Expected. Yeah. And so when we're meeting with folks, we are very serious in the sense that we need to put down what are all of the income sources. If you have amassed a certain amount in your IRA, okay. in your savings plan, is that enough to generate an amount of income? Like we need to look at this very realistically and say, what if the market goes through some downturns? What if it's a sustained downturn? Are you going to be able to pay the bills? Mm -hmm. Did you run a plan that you're only able to pay the bills in good times? Because the good times are, they're not permanent. And same thing with the bad times. Bad times aren't permanent. That's right. But these are phases that we need to get through. I've been doing this for 33 years. I've had folks retire into the early 2000s where the market had three huge down years. I've had people retire into the great financial crisis. And we know these events happen. We know that they can be severe. We know they can put people off track. But if you have a plan and you stick to that plan, maybe you shouldn't have a plan that needs a 13% rate of return Mm -hmm. year over year. That's unrealistic. But if you're looking at a plan that says, you know, I have a little stability, I can earn an average of six, maybe 7%. I don't have to take on unreasonable risk. What this is really going to do is put you in a position that you're going to be able to absorb the good and the bad times. We want to look at different resources. Maybe I have some dollars that are outside of the market. Maybe they're principal protected. Maybe it's something like an annuity. Maybe it's something like a U.S. Treasury. Mm -hmm. Whereas when the market is down, that is not 
that's an area that I can now dip into without knowing I'm dipping into a negative. I can just go and grab it. But then when the market's doing really well, maybe I have some exposed to the market and I can harvest out some of those gains. So it's kind of like when you were back in elementary school learning about how ancient farming used to take place. They would leave one field fallow and they would harvest on the other. Right. And then the next season they would harvest on the one and they would leave the other fallow. Something very similar is happening here. We have certain assets that are going to be more stable and we have other assets that are going to be more aggressive. And it's really, you know, trying to find out that proportionality for you as an individual. Somebody who's still in the accumulation phase should probably be a little bit more growth oriented. Yeah. But once you're at that jumping off point, as a, what I like to call it, and you have run an income analysis, you've looked at all your income sources, you've looked what you've amassed, and you're using reasonable payout factors. Generally speaking, 4% is a very reasonable payout factor. If you start drawing down more than 4%, you are putting a lot of pressure on your assets. You're starting to potentially eat into principal because we may not always have earnings that are going to clear that 4, 5, 6% constantly. Last year, we had negatives in the market, you know, generally speaking. Uh, other years, we will have some really good positives, but it's with these highs and with these lows, what are your averages coming out to? And if you don't have that income plan down, you're going to be lost. You're going to just be going with the whatever the mood of the market is. If the mood of the market is positive, you're going to be wanting to spend more. But if the mood of the market is negative, you're going to want to be spending less. Last time I checked, my bills don't change based on the market. My cell phone bill didn't change whether the market is good or bad. My mortgage didn't change. If only we could get all the corporations in America that we continue to invest in to also work with us on on what we have to pay when they're, they as as companies don't do so Exactly. And that's really where if you don't focus on all of those income sources, I just sat with a client the other day. Yeah. And she was saying, oh, I've heard that we need to amass X amount of money. And I've always been fearful that we didn't amass that amount of money. And I read all these articles. But then when we sat, I looked and they had very healthy pensions. Okay. And they that's a unique circumstance because very unique. a lot of us are being told you need to amass this certain amount of wealth because we, so many of us do not have pensions anymore. Correct. Private sector generally does not. There are still a lot of private sector employees who do have pensions, though. Maybe they were hired back in the 90s or the early 2000s. Right, right. They have a legacy pension. I had a client the other day who did not know he had a pension. Wow. And we uncovered one and a half million dollars of a lump sum pension for the individual. Life changing. Yeah. Life changing. But the individuals I sat with after we went through what their pension benefits, what their Social Security benefits would be paying, as a couple, they would be paying themselves a little over $115,000 a year in guaranteed income indexed to inflation. They had a cost of living adjustment. That's a very healthy baseline. They were not spending that much. So here she was driving herself crazy, feeling they didn't save enough. But they had more than enough, mainly for the fact that if you did a present value on their pensions, they would have had to have saved over $3 million to pay themselves that amount. Wow. And they didn't take that into account. So granted, maybe they didn't hit that X marker of all these articles and water cooler talk that she had been hearing about, but it was irrelevant to their situation. But the, And that's um, exactly why we talk about so much about you being an independent financial advisory firm at Abish Financial Services and the idea of 
how important each individual it is that comes to work with you because every single person is different. No, they didn't have $3 million saved, but maybe they're going to live better than a person who does have $3 million saved because they have these guaranteed streams of income. Correct. And maybe they had their mortgage paid off. Right. And other folks don't have a mortgage paid off. Maybe the kids are out of the house or maybe they didn't have, you know, the education expenses. Everybody's on a different life journey. Yep. And I don't care if you're so similar, you're on a different journey. So all of this comparison, I don't think helps. I think you need to be focused in on yourself, focused in on your family and what your income needs are. What are your spending habits? We did have other couples come in that have spending problems. They make very good wages and they get used to that lifestyle and they're spending and they're spending, but they didn't concentrate so much on savings. And I have run into a number of couples that don't have pensions, Mm -hmm. that do have social security, but they've been so focused on spending and lifestyle that now they want to hit that $250,000, $300,000 a year in retirement, and it's just not in the cards. And this is really where you need to look and say, you need to control the spending. If you're not able to control the spending while you're making a lot of money, how are we going to control the spending when your income resources are far less? And these are very serious questions, you know, because that may mean they need to look and say, maybe we do need to continue to work for a few more years. Maybe we really need to look at this budget and ask, where are we spending this money? Is it better to maybe go buy a car or would it be better to maybe put more money into my Roth IRA? Uh Lots of different questions that can come up. And that's what we're here to help you with. You know, I don't think we meet with people that are always, you know, what I would say financially healthy. Lots of times they have questions. I don't usually go to the doctor if I'm feeling fine and dandy. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I usually have some concern. Right, right, right. You know, something's going on. You know, something got me into the office. And that's usually where people tend to get also a little bit defensive. Sometimes people say, oh, I feel embarrassed. I should have. I could have. We're not here to rehash the past. We don't have a time machine. We need to look at what's going on right now and be brutally realistic with it because retirement, we can push it off a little bit, but everybody is eventually going to retire and we're going to have to start using what you've amassed to start to produce income and looking at how we have that constructed. Do you have a stable area? Do you have guaranteed income sources? Do you need to create a pension for yourself, maybe through an annuity type of vehicle? Or are you somebody who can take on a little bit more risk in the market? Everyone is, you know, depending on the day, depending on the mood, depending on their circumstances, everybody can fit into various categories here. This is why you need to come in Review your customized individual plan. Look at your numbers and be very, very honest with yourself. There's nothing wrong with looking at it and saying, these are the changes that I need to make, not because of water cooler talk, because it's the right thing for me and my family. And also that whole idea, you brought up that doctor analogy, and I think it's a great point. It's not about what's brought you to this point. It's about where you are right now fixing the problems and then moving forward to what's hopefully going to be a better future because you have been proactive. And correct. that is what Pat and the entire team at Abish Financial Services are here to help you figure out, get answers to your questions, understand where you stand today right now, help you build out the income plan you need for your retirement years. And if you have questions, if you want to get to work, if you have worries 
Let's get started today easing those worries and creating your plan. You can go to retirementkeyradio.com, click on the contact tab at the top of the page and begin this conversation with Pat, with Abe, with the entire team at Abish Financial Services. Again, that's retirementkeyradio.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast. Be sure to listen to the Retirement Key Radio Show, Saturdays and Sundays on WMAL. Investment advisory services offered through Abish Financial Wealth Management, LLC, number 310633, a registered investment advisor firm. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abish Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abish Financial Services, Inc., Virginia Insurance License, number 12782. Zero.